0: When the game is over and you want more. When the news breaks and you want more. When you wake up and you want more.
1: It's highlights, it's breakdowns, it's analysis, it's opinion, it's curbside
2: reaction. Your next day post-game podcast. And it starts now. Uh, it was a special night. It was, it was fun. The uh, building was loud. Guys were, were playing hard. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fun to uh, get that. It's a big win, too. At home before we get to some road games here. You know we did a good job uh, um, on the special teams tonight and uh, some big penalty kills. So uh, especially the early ones there, getting some touches and, and making some saves, getting into the game right away. Um, you know, and we just kind of we never looked back. It was good. You, you like when it's uh, you know you get some action and you gotta make some saves and uh, you know from, as a goalie it was a fun game tonight when you're feeling it and you know but it's one game right. It's uh, we're all happy right now but we gotta stay focused. The league is too hard to to get too high and uh you know i've, I've experienced that so um just got to stay with it and, and just have that passion with you every day and remember what you're working for
1: well what a game for jordan bennington you just heard from him 38 saves and a 4-0 shutout win over the new york islanders and with that win jordan bennington has 137 wins as a st louis blue that ties him with curtis joseph for third most all time on the st louis blues wins list Next is Jake Allen, and then his own agent, Mike Leute, at 151. Hello, everybody. I'm Chris Kerber, and welcome into Curbside Reaction, your next-day post-game podcast featuring everything St. Louis Blues. The Blues were finishing up a four-game homestand before heading out on the road for the next three. They were 1-2 and in the first couple of games. After a scoreless first period that saw each team going 0-2 on the power play, the Blues would get a power play goal from Brandon Saad. Seven seconds later, the first of a hat-trick night for Pavel Butchnevich, and then just a few seconds later, another goal from Pavel Butchnevich as the Blues would get three goals in 32 seconds, setting a new franchise record for the fastest three goals in the history of the franchise. What a night it was! A busy night, a crazy night. A lot happened. Three points for Robert Thomas. The hat trick for Butch Navich. Thirty-eight saves, as I mentioned, for Jordan Bennington. Cairo with a couple of helpers, and oh yeah, Zach Bolduc made his NHL debut, playing in just over nine minutes of ice time and getting one shot on goal. You'll hear from Robert Thomas, Steve Vott, Drew Bannister. We'll also hear from Tim Woodburn, the breakdown from Joe Vitale. It's all coming up on Curbside Reaction. But let's get you to the highlights. To the hash marks, into the corner. The center at Bennington slides over to make the save on Palmieri, who is right on the doorstep. Side, there. Can he spring Braden Shen? He floats it ahead. Too far for Braden to be able to get onto it before the goalie played it. And it's coming back to Dobson as Shen tries to get back to defend. Horvat's over the line to Brock Nelson. Has a man back door. Head save! Bennington. The puck poked along the goal line. Rebound to the far corner. Nelson put it on. Bennington there again. And the St. Louis Blues goaltender getting it done on the penalty kill. They move it ahead. Break away. Lee shooting and a save by Bennington. Shen to the far side. They in the middle. They shoot. Score! Power play goal, 15-22 to play. Second period, one nothing Blues. Blues have a one nothing lead, 2 nothing. they score! They come right in off the next draw, and find Pavel Buchnevich in the middle. 2-0 St. Louis. Wow. Two goals, Joe. Just a total of seven seconds apart. The Islanders bring it up and dump it into the St. Louis zone. Defended well by Pareko, cleared by Letty. Thomas with a head of steam, gets it over the line. Hits the trailer. Cairo to the far wing. They score! Butch Nevich! Two in a hurry! And the St. Louis Blues have made it 3-0 with 14.50 to go here in period number two. Dobson. Skates the line, far wing, they go. Horvath to the corner on the power play. Center, right on, two saves, Bennington. One off the left pad, the second one to the glove, and he covers it up to freeze the play. Islanders hold the puck in, shoot it on, and Riley with a save. Bennington, a groin ripper, got the pad down and knocked that one away. Floats it into the middle, that's intercepted by Bartz Allen. It's two on one, in on Perunovic. Dobson joining the rush. Back to Barzell, to the goal! And what a save! Right into the glove on the left hand of Bennington. And he has just been outstanding tonight. Now the puck to the near wing. Butchnevich, the backhand for the hat-trick. He's got it! That's three in the game for Pavel Butchnevich. And if you've got The St. Louis Blues get the hat trick from Pavel Butchnevich. 4-0 Blues, 10.39 to play in the period. It's going to go to Jordan Bennington. He stops it behind the net. A big two points earned by the Blues tonight in the final game of this four-game home stand. Fueled by a Pavel Butchnevich hat trick, but even more so by 38 saves from Jordan Bennington. Three seconds to go. The puck knocked down towards the corner. That'll do it. Bring out the Zamboni. Patrick Borbuch-Navich, 38 saves in a shutout for Jordan Bennington, and with his 137th career win, he ties Curtis Joseph for third most on the Blues' win list for a goaltender. Steve Ott was kind enough to throw the headsets on after the game. Here is his thoughts on the contest.
3: Well, first of all, uh, Jordan Bennington was absolutely outstanding, as we all know. Um, what a tremendous game by him, but also the penalty kill. I thought the penalty kill, you know, we, they, they got a pretty talented group over there and Benner helped out that uh, as well, but uh, penalty kill had some very strong kills.
4: Steve, get the fans perspective from a player what it's like to be in tight games like we saw with grade eight chances on the opponent's side, but having a goaltender back there that can make those kind of saves,
3: what does it do for that bench? Well, it's the old quote, you know, you don't have a goaltender you probably don't have a very good team and spinner uh obviously was absolutely outstanding and uh a big big reason for this victory yes it was a uh you know the four nothing score but you know it, it was a lot tighter than that like you said with the scoring chances do you still get a thrill when you see a kid play his first nhl game i sure do the excitement on him uh i, I mean the guys that played you all feel that one time you only get your first game once in this league and you want to make more of it and more of it and Uh, You know, I thought he played well, he skated well, you know, a couple shots towards the cage and, you know, for a young kid you're just so nervous and you have so much uh, things other than uh, just playing the game on your mind obviously with those nerves and he handled it
1: great. That's Blues assistant coach Steve Ott. Here's Robert Thomas talking about Jordan Cairo and Jordan Bennington. Robert, congratulations on a win. Man, we chucked a hat from the radio booth but it never made it beyond club level so we gotta train Blues fans a little better than that
2: congratulations on the win. What was it like dishing to Pavel tonight? Yeah, uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't think you guys were going to make it. You don't got the strongest arm from up there. It's a long way. But <laughs> All right, that's uh, the gauntlet <laughs> thrown. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was, it was a great game. Uh, obviously, Bucci contributed a lot and uh, you know, I think those first two goals um, You know, Ruzi made some really underrated plays and he, he set those whole plays up so he's got to get a lot of credit. Yeah, I wanted to talk to you about
4: that, Robert. From up top, it looked like all these plays were, were set up through number 25. I'm not sure what you saw on the ice, but from up top, seemed like the offensive uh, on his toes and he seemed like he was stripping pucks on the forecheck quite a bit. What did you see?
2: Yeah, uh, you know, hard work always pays off uh, and that's, that's exactly what he did. Uh, you know, I lose the draw there. He jumps, beats two guys and then makes a sick pass to me and I uh, just got to get it to the open guy over there. And then the second one, uh, you know, very underrated move. He kind of C-cut and got around that guy. That's uh, a, a really hard and high-skill play, and, um, you know, he was able to find Bucci after it.
1: Robert, what is it like for you guys to take the ice every single night knowing the way these two goaltenders are performing for you?
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, we got sloppy, in the, uh, you know, on the PK. Uh, they made some big saves, and then at the end there, uh, a couple turnovers, and got to do a better job for Binner. He, uh, he was rock solid all night. Made some huge saves, kept the momentum in our favor, and uh, we got to help them out and reward them, uh, reward them more. Drew
1: Bannister, the head coach of your St. Louis Blues, put a nice bow on last night's win. So did
5: you have uh, much time to process that 32-second stretch there at all? Um, not really. It happened pretty quick. Uh, but obviously worked out well for us. Uh, put them in a, a diff- difficult position and, and kind of chasing the game from there. But uh, to be honest with you, I didn't, I didn't like the way we played after that. Uh, I thought we got caught in a track meet. Um, And we just, you know, when we're in a game like that, um, we just, we got to be more disciplined with how we manage our game. Was it almost kind of expected from their end, especially, I guess, beating down three goals? Yeah, they're going to push and they're going to, you know, they're going to hang behind and, um, they're going to have their D up in the play and they're going to be a little bit more aggressive because they had to find a way to get their, themselves back in the game and I thought the way we played kind of fed to that. Uh, we just, we, we have to be more disciplined, you know. Uh, I thought in the first period, you know, not a lot of chances, five on five, but defensively we were pretty good. Um, you know, the power play chances, uh, then we came out in the, the second and you know, we played well. We, 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 we did some real good things and then like I said, after after that 3 that nothing goal, I thought we got caught in a track meet. Well, what did
4: you think of Uchinev? It's kind of been an up-and-down season for him offensively. But
5: what do you think of it? I, th- I thought he played really well tonight. I thought it was a good bounce-back game for, for him. Um, you know, there were some, some good plays made to him, but he was able to finish on those opportunities. So, uh, you know, it's a good game for him and... You know, he got rewarded doing the right things. I mean, I think it was the second goal. He he did a great job pushing their D back. You know, gave Robbie some time to get himself in the middle of the ice, be creative, Um, and then, you know, got rewarded by, you know, Jordan making a good play to him and put in the back of the net. Thomas said
1: that uh, Cairo was kind of the driver of that line. So how would you look at Jordan's
5: game? I like Jordan's game, too. I I mean, I liked all three of them, but, again, like I think – you know, they were obviously catalysts um, during that, you know, those 32 seconds or whatever it was to, to get us on the board. Um, but as a group after that, I thought we got a little bit loose with our game.
1: What do you think of? I mean, not a lot of time in the first because of the special. It was just both play
5: Yeah, it. was that, that that was a hard game for him to play in because, like, we had 10, 10 penalties over, the, you know, both teams. Um but I thought he showed a lot of maturity you know it's a tough game to play in for a young player and you know it's hard to understand when when you're a young player playing in your first NHL game and you know it's an emotional game like there's there's a lot of a lot of work that goes into getting to this point being able to step on the ice with you know other national hockey league players and a lot of sacrifice by family so it's it's an emotional game and I thought he he did a real good job to to keep himself you know, engaged in the game. Um, you know, on us trying to find him some some ice time uh, to reward him for that. But I thought overall he played very well. Was it the plan to kind of shift him back and forth between those two middle lines? Or? Yeah, I mean, I tried to, I I just tried to keep you know keep him involved as much as I can. I didn't I did plan on us you know having to kill five penalties or being on the on the, on the power play five times. But um, I think it was just you know. There was there was going to be opportunities whether it was offensively um, or just if he was sitting too long to to try and use him on another line um, you know with you know Shen and Kapan and they kill and power play so I just you know I felt comfortable the way with Hayes and Saad the way they were playing that I could use him in that situation.
4: If I could go back to the top line for just a moment, yeah. I man, statement no. obvious. You really need them. I mean, they've been a little disconnected, and I realize the rest of the game got away from them. But you need that line down the stretcher,
5: don't. You? Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're our top players. You know, that's that's just the fact. And uh, for us to have success, and it can't just lean on them. I mean, we we need them to perform, but everybody else has to perform too if we're going to have success. You kind of got used to the, uh, these type of performances for Pittington. Yeah, Benner was, a, like I said, like, a, I mean, we made it way more difficult on him and ourselves than it needed to be. And, you know, he, he, he played outstanding.
1: That's the head coach of your St. Louis Blues, Drew Bannister. Well, starting with the big picture, you could take all those nuggets we've already thrown out at you on this podcast. The biggest picture is that the Blues got two points. And they keep a hold of a playoff spot with 25 games to go. That's where we start with Joe Vitale.
4: Big picture. I mean, you're taking a bird's eye view of this game. What happened? Once again, you're getting saves early. When you should be down in the game, you're not. You look up at the scoreboard after amazing high danger area chances against, and it's still 0-0. Paul Mary, two on the power play in the first. Anders Lee, breakaway. We saw a Barzell breakaway. Uh, Paul Merrier again in the second on the power play. Backdoor, another massive save. I'm talking five, six huge saves where those chances are getting by the majority of NHL goalies where the Blues should be down, but they're not. It's 0-0, zero, zero. Yep. and then what happens? The power play, here we go again. It took them a few to get going. The first two were a little stagnant, but eventually on that third one and that second unit, cracked open there with Brandon Saad, great pass from Sundquist. You're on the board with one. And then five-on-five took over. The top line was exceptional, no doubt. Uh, If your goaltender did not get a shutout, I think all three of those first-line players should be a star in the game. And that's what it was. That's what's it been happening. You're getting great goaltending. Your special teams have been good. And you are playing well enough to win these games and finding ways to win games and certainly a great way to end the homestand. What else you got? Well, I mean, you look at the way that Jordan Cairo I think played in tonight's game this is to me what is a little frustrating at times when Blues fans watch the way he plays when you see him sometimes turning pucks over or being lax days go, what the fuck games like tonight showcase how good he can actually be and it's not just scoring goals like Robert Thomas said in his comments I actually think Jordan Cairo was the best player on the ice here tonight and he wasn't even a star but the way he forechecked, the way he created space, the way he stripped pucks, the way he created chances, the way he uses speed, again, I think this is probably one of his best games of the season. I think Bannister would back that up. And all three of those Bucinavich goals aside were – directly related to the effort of Jordan Cairo of being on the forecheck and creating turnovers and speed. So to me, uh, I think that you look at Buchnevich's hat trick, certainly incredible. You look at the franchise record of scoring three goals in 32 seconds, that's certainly incredible. You know Bennington's going to have nights like this. That was great. But I think the biggest uh, the biggest moment or the biggest player for me in the game here tonight was Cairo. Robert Thomas just had uh, very quietly another three-point game. Yeah, he's been he's been exceptional. I mean, the way he passes, the way he's playing confident, he's winning faceoffs, the way him and Butchnevich have found some amazing chemistry. That line, to me, it really goes when Kyrou goes. I think Thomas has been extremely consistent. Butchnevich, you know you're going to get it every single night. But when you have twenty and five going like he was going here tonight, you're going to have a ton of success, and not only on the power play but certainly on five on five. Um, You know, another player that, you know, Robert Thomas, of course, remarked, and certainly Steve Ott, who I thought had a really nice night here tonight, is Zach Bolduke. You know, he looked very calm and poised talking to him this morning. He looked like he was ready for the moment. I didn't see many jitters. It was a hard game for a a new player to jump into curbs because there were so many penalties. You like to get in some five on five rhythm right off the hop, get into a regular shift, but we saw a lot of penalties in that first period. Penalties kind of continued. Uh, but ultimately, I think he stuck with it. He was very poised throughout the entire game. He eventually got his first shot on goal there in the second period, had another one there in the third period. So it was great to see him uh, get one game underneath his belt. Alex and I talked about you really can't evaluate a player's first game. There's so great. much going on. Uh, but I think now that one game's underneath his belt, as he goes to Detroit, a huge back-to-back in Canada next week, you're starting to see and you're going to start to see a different uh, Zach Bolduc, hopefully as he continues to build more and more confidence. You,
1: so much was made of his offensive ability coming in. He put up great numbers when I had a chance to talk to him yesterday at the the skate. He said, in junior hockey, I would go out and I knew I was going to score. He talked about it the way you almost hear the way Brett Hull and, and Adam Oates talked about going to the rink together, how many you want to get tonight, and then they get it, mm-hmm. right? He goes, I, I knew eventually I was going to get a goal. I was going to get some assists. He goes, in pro hockey against the men, against this style, it just doesn't work. You've got to be good on both ends of the ice, and then the rest will start to come. And he said, I felt like that was starting to happen down there, where that offense was starting to come as, as he had picked up some more points over his previous seven games. You saw some of that conscientious training that – Drew Bannister put in on him, Daniel Kachuk down there, the the Chris Thorburns going down, you know, uh, the the Tim Taylor's going down. And he said last year that the Blues were even in touch with Patrick Waugh to talk to him about how to play that. You saw him make plays in that back end that, you know, maybe you might not have seen before, which shows you part of the development process that the organization has to take for a player to be able to get here to be successful. Well
4: it's huge. And, you know, Alex and I touched on this in the pregame, but you know, Matthew Barzell when he came into the league, and I remember when Barry Trotz made comments about him, you know, he was terrific with the puck, but it was Trotz's idea about how to improve Barzell's game by what he's doing away from the puck. And that's what, you know, Zach talked about this morning, how he's been trying to continue to develop what to do away from the puck. And and I think a part of that has been creating space for line mates, working back, stopping and being disciplined in the right areas. I mean, you can't really think of a better game for Zachary Bolduc to come into than this one because your, your coach is Drew Bannister who has worked with you so much earlier this year. On the flip side, you got a familiar face in Patrick Wah who you, you won a Memorial Cup with last year in the junior rankings. Uh, and then you're going out there and you're looking left and looking right. You're seeing players like Jake Neighbors and Matthew Kessel and Scott Prunovich. You know, all these players, Joel Holfer in the back end, that you are so familiar with in a home game like this against a, a, a struggling New York Islanders team that has been struggling to find that consistent confidence of winning games repeatedly. So you look at a young player as a first rounder. He hasn't had the most success in the American Hockey League just yet, but he's learning. He's learning how to be a pro. He's learning how to take care of himself. He's learning how to manage his time away from the rink in a more in, in, in a way that you don't have to really deal with when you're in junior rankings and certainly younger. But you give him a lift. You give him a boost. I mean, this, to me, is where I think it's important to give players an opportunity at the National Hockey League level. Now, will he stay the rest of the season? Maybe. Maybe not. You know, ideally, probably not. Uh, maybe he plays five. Maybe he plays ten. But just enough to give him a little bit of a wind of what this game is like, how it compares the American Hockey League, where you can let this be a huge learning experience. So, to me, I think it's a great opportunity for him. And, again, certainly he didn't look like he had any jitters here tonight. And I expect his game to continue to build as we move along. What do yeah, for the Bud Light, three stars of the game and your work boots. Number three here tonight, Robert Thomas. Number two, the hat trick man, Pavel Buchnevich. And then Jordan Biddington out number one star without question and work boots we just talked about him zach bolduke i thought he was on top of it again first game a lot of nerves i think he shook it off terrifically i thought he was bouncing between lines but he was he was sharp i thought he was consistent didn't put himself or his teammates in a bad spot a couple good shots on goal and it's gonna be great to see where he moves
1: thank you joe let's check in with tim woodburn and get his thoughts on the blues victory last night <laughs>
0: Well, Chris, we saw something tonight that no Blues team has ever done in franchise history, and that's score the fastest three goals they've ever scored. One explosive minute gave this Blues team a 3-0 lead and eventually a 4-0 victory with an empty netter and a hat trick for Pavel Buchnevich. Jordan Bennington, a 38-save shutout. You don't like to see the shots that high, especially when you only have in the low 20s, but he was good. Great glove hand, great glove hand in the third period on Matthew Barzal, and uh, the Blues beat a good team. Again, they are beating up or playing a lot better against the good teams than they are against teams that aren't in playoff contention. I don't really understand that, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. And uh, Now every game is so important this time of year. Every two points play uh, Vancouver uh, this Saturday, and and, uh, that's a a team that's going to be a one or a two seed come playoff time. So A fun win tonight for the Blues. Weather's getting nicer. Playoff's just around the corner. It's a fun time of year for Kirby. Side reaction this is Tim Woodburn
1: all right Tim thank you very much well here's what's coming up next for the Blues and this is the takeaway you heard us talking about the goaltending when you look at the standings and the other teams around the St. Louis Blues the Nashville Predators the Minnesota Wild the Seattle Kraken and the Calgary Flames one if you listen to some of the rumors some of those other goaltenders could be on the move to another team more importantly even if guys like Markstrom stay in Calgary the St. Louis Blues have the best goaltending of the bunch. You hope that gives them an edge down the playoff a stretch here to see if they can get this team into the playoffs. But the next set of games, critically important, and that's the key takeaway. They got back in the win column. The Blues begin a critical stretch of hockey that has them playing eight of their next nine games on the road. 11 a.m. St. Louis time faceoff against Detroit on Saturday. Then back-to-back games in Winnipeg and Edmonton on Tuesday and Thursday. Wednesday of next week. They're going to come home. They'll have a Saturday evening game. That game was changed. It's a Saturday evening, five o'clock game against the Minnesota Wild, and then back on the road for their next five. They're going to go to Philadelphia, then to these Islanders, then the Devils, then the Rangers, then the Bruins, before coming home for a four-game homestand. So a critically difficult against teams that are chasing playoff spots right in the mix. They're holding playoff spots. It is going to be big boy playoff hockey time for the St. Louis Blues, who have a total of eight of their next nine games on the road, and that includes the trade deadline coming up in there on March 8th. So we're back at it Saturday afternoon. We'll have another curbside reaction for you then. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. The Blues get a great win on home ice last night. They beat the New York Islanders by a score of 4 to nothing. Have a terrific rest of your week. A great start to your weekend and we will see you at the rink.